what's going on everybody welcome to episode 96 of beards of tech and for those of you in the two downloads that we apparently already have for this episode thanks for listening it was great having you guys on the show um but i those people already know but we're in for a treat today because we have more people than just me and urban so there's more voices than just two uh i'm joined by jeff and kyle oh my god it's so i'm I'm so happy you guys are on hey hello (laughs) it's so nice maybe those are two maybe (laughs) finally finally i don't have just have to talk to matt finally old yeah finally i can take breaks between listening to urban's voice everyone hates talking to matt for too long so (laughs) we should make uh we should make soundboards of me and kyle and you guys can just like Press button starting shows. <laughs> insert, insert it when you guys are on. That's wow. actually a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. I would use that outside of the podcast just for quips and tuning in to just having you like chime in on things that I'm saying in real life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Every time you click me, you have to give me 0.2 cents. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's weird because I was honestly expecting a slow week in news, but then I remembered what happened over the weekend, and there's a lot that happened in technology. We're just focusing on technology this weekend, and um, I don't know. I don't know how to roll into this stuff, but um, I'm going to save the more exciting SpaceX stuff maybe for later. I don't know what, depending on how Spoiler cool alert, jeez. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> but Well, I mean, you know, but either you way. You just launched right into that. No, I didn't. What I'm launching into <laughs> is confronting you about your Pixel Buds maybe having problems. Mm. What? A Google had- product having problems on launch? What? Yeah, I've <laughs> never heard of this. Urban, you jumped the fence so fast onto iOS and now you're just like trashing Google. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, I, I, I acknowledge that I... Over here at the headquarters of Tim Apple, we have no problems. Nothing's going wrong over here. No, perfect. No. Except perfect. for let's go scroll. Yes. I love my walled garden that I've built myself. Beautiful. I'm here in my walled garden that I built with my money. <laughs> well, Meanwhile, I'm surrounded by Apple products. Yeah. Google's my spot now. And a legal hankintosh. A hankintosh? Hankintosh. Hankintosh, yeah. Is that how you blow your nose? <laughs> this guy called Hank. He put this together. I bought him off of Craigslist. It's fine. He bought a man named Hank off of Craigslist. <laughs> what he's actually saying is he bought it from Hank and Tosh. So, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I understand. <laughs> but to to bring it back, apparently the Pixel Buds are having Bluetooth connection issues. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't heard anything about this. This article is honestly the first time I've seen this, but Jeff, I, you have pixel buds. So I feel like if anybody's experienced this, it's you, but um, not based off the symptoms I was reading. Uh, I haven't had anything major. I mean, I'll get like an intermittent, like, I guess like a choppiness disconnection sort of deal, but it's nothing for more than like half a second. If that um, generally they're, very good for me yeah um but you know the article does say that most people or at least a lot of people are not complaining about this it's just a select few it seems yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and of course every time some of these things happen right the 
um, the people who have issues are the ones voicing their opinion and people who don't have anything typically don't say anything. So um, that might seem out of proportion of the people complaining versus not. Um, so that's always seems to be the case typically. That, um, that's always been my experience with people. And this isn't like any kind of sweeping gen. I'm trying to make this as little of a sweeping generalization as possible, but it seems more frequently than not whenever there's issues with Android devices um, and also this kind of further proves my point because the article explicitly mentions a number of Reddit threads, but whenever you, like, I used to follow the subreddit of the phone that I had whenever I had an Android phone and that subreddit was basically a tech support channel for <laughs> the entire, for anybody having problems with that phone because it was just only issues. So it's like very easy to like get this weird sense of like, oh, everybody's having this problem, but like. Jeff saying he doesn't have this problem kind of further solidifies my <laughs> assessment that like anything that comes from Reddit is usually inflammatory in some way, shape, or form, or the, kind of the, the one person you know, IRL, does not have this issue. <laughs> You're just like, I don't know, man, I haven't seen this. Yeah, like when I read it, I was like, oh, they are. That's that sucks. <laughs> A resounding so question mark from Jeff. So Jeff, did you have the original version of the uh, of the the buds as well? Yeah, and I thought I threw them out, but actually found them in a drawer the other day. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, what's, what, what's been the the biggest difference? Have you seen an improvement? Was there anything you were hoping to feel that you haven't, or kind of kind of how's that? I mean, you don't need to do a full product review, but what's been the the biggest difference or the biggest <laughs> or the exciting uh, part to getting the new ones? It connects to my device when I want it to. <laughs> hey, all right. The first hey, gen was pretty go. awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, noise cancellation is also huge, which is almost frustrating sometimes. Like uh, sometimes I'll have them in and I'll just want to be like casually listening to something. And like my wife is next to me trying to talk to me about something. And I cannot hear her for the life of me. So I have to keep taking them out and putting them back in. You yeah, know, some, some, some husbands prefer it that way. Uh, yeah, it was true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can't, can't hear you. Ah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These damn Google products. <laughs> now, the, the feature I thought was the, the coolest, and tell me if you've had success with it, is the, and I don't know if the first gen had this either, but when you remove one, it pauses whatever you're listening to or watching. Is that true? Yes. See, uh, that's awesome. Did not have that. Yeah, the, the first, first gen. gen okay, great. The first gen barely had audio, so <laughs> first gen was earrings. <laughs> yeah, basically, it had this nice little uh, string between them too, which was cool. Like Sarcasm. many first generation Google products, it was a beta. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Um, so, my pull. Out, yeah, when I pull one out of my ear, it pauses the audio, which is cool. Um, if I'm like mowing the grass and I have to adjust it, sometimes it mistakes that. But you know, okay. you know that same thing happens with my AirPods. I kind of deserve that though. I yeah. <laughs> not let that fall out of my ear. I'll be fine. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, I have like an itch or something like that in my ear, and then like, I take one out and I'm like, damn. <laughs> so just don't ex don't actually uh, accidentally drop it out of your ear and run it over by the wrong with the lawnmower. Right, yeah. that would be very unfortunate. <laughs> that, would be, that would be an interesting sequence of errors to happen. <laughs> I like, dropped mine in the sink while I was doing dishes. My AirPods. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they survived. <laughs> and then I'll write an inflammatory Reddit post. Like, it doesn't work anymore. I don't know why. Man, has anybody else had their mower run over their pixel buds <laughs> and not work after? This is ridiculous. 
Google can't Where's, make products. Google needs to respond to this now. <laughs> How dare my AirPods not my AirPods not work after I drop them in six inches of water <laughs> with soap? I threw it under a mower and it stopped working. Now, so I haven't had a pair of Bluetooth headphones myself um, for anything, whether it be the older ones that are wired, um, or uh, you, you, you they have the option where it's the wire, or you can go wireless with Bluetooth. Um, I haven't had pods or anything like that. Um, the biggest thing for me, I don't use enough devices back to back to back where I need to switch constantly from one to the other. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Is that an improvement that you've seen from the first gen to the second gen where it's easy to move from one device to another? And obviously, I know that you said you haven't experienced it, with, but with a lot of people experiencing some Bluetooth issues, I would imagine this is a frustrating point for people as well. Yeah, I mean, it's unclear whether it's, it, I mean, kind of the article makes it sound like it's like a firmware bug or something like that but also like generally with bluetooth it's you're going to have interference if there's like physical obstruction or conflicting waves or what have you um but uh hang on trying to remember your question i'm sorry it's Uh, fine so like (laughs) just the the ease of moving from one device to another how easy is it how much more convenient is that and then how frustrating would it be for people who are dealing with these issues uh, moving from one device to the other is pretty sweet. I'm trying to remember. I think it was like, is either like six or ten devices that are having memory for remembering your pairing. And if so, like for example, if I have my one phone that I'm connected currently listening to music, and I get a call on another, and I want to use the devices, I can go and click connect to my Pixel Buds on that device, and it'll switch. And then I can oh, answer wow. the call. It's like seamless. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, with connectivity a- issues, I think. I, I don't know if there's issues with like switching devices or, or pairing. I think it was more of just like the audio's not coming through. That's what it seemed like the issue here was, not that like okay. moving connection to the device. Good. Yeah, but, I mean, that sounds awesome. Like I said, I don't I, I don't have enough devices where I'm moving from, from device to device, but I think if I had Bluetooth headphones, that's something I would want. So yeah, just, like, to know that it's that seamless is awesome. Yeah, I have, I have a couple of phones I use them with. I have like a couple computers as well. It's it's pretty cool, pretty easy. I'm just glad that I'm not the only one who uses the truly wireless Bluetooth headphones to mow the lawn. It makes me feel like oh. I'm <laughs> it's the best. And I use them when I go running and work out too, whenever I yeah. do that. So <laughs> once, yeah. once every year. When gyms were a thing, that was what I wore. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Now, Irvin, are your AirPods easy to move from device to device like that? Or is it? Or is that like a big difference between the two? No, it's it's pretty easy. So you can just go into your quick settings and select. It automatically assigns all of your devices that are connected to your same iCloud account. So as long as you're signed in, as soon as you pair it to one device, it just shows up as a connection on the other ones. And then when you want to switch to another device, you just open the case and it pops up on that device and say press connect and it automatically connects right away. I actually have a Siri shortcut on my uh, associated with my iCloud account that will uh, it'll query that Bluetooth device if it's available between my iPad and my iPhone. So that way, if I'm like laying in bed and I wanted to watch something on my iPad, I just swipe over and hit the shortcut called connect to AirPods. And then it just attempts to connect to the AirPods. And if they're available, it just finds them. So it's pretty quick. Good. That scalability sounds pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds pretty nifty too, Matt. Well done. <laughs> I have to automate yeah. as many things as possible. <laughs> I'm using mine to listen to you guys right now. I noticed. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, it it seems like a, I don't have my big cans on, but I feel like it's uh like commonplace to make it a 
Google versus Apple kind of battle with these things. And it seems like both products are pretty viable here, which is yeah, they, both for the nice. second version of the, the Pixel Buds. They definitely pretty much mashed the AirPods features, which is great. I'm not complaining. It's like great better because airpods were universally loved because how easy they worked and the connectivity between multiple devices and uh the noise canceling and all of that so uh now that both parties get to benefit from all those great features it's it's good for everyone so yeah like um, like jeff was saying a lot of people like to be like oh yeah you know it's it's like google's just copying apple with this but like honestly before the the pixel buds the second gen that you have like AirPods were actually a viable Bluetooth alternative for Android devices up until the release of that one. And the fact that Google can say that their Bluetooth headphones are good enough that it can take out that statement completely is a big thing to say that yeah. they did such a good job that AirPods are now no longer a viable truly wireless bluetooth alternative for headphones yeah, you for can actually get apps on on android that you let you control your airpods if you connected your airpods to your uh mm -hmm. phone so it should be access, like google assistant instead of siri and stuff that's cool the i i um i have also tested this on iphone and they work great on there just to note oh nice mm -hmm. yeah the first gen pixel buds were a little bulky to get on ios when when I had them because I did use them with an iPhone briefly. I had trouble and getting them to pair with the Android phone. I'm, I'm, I know I'm being really negative about them here and some people probably love them, but I just was not a fan whatsoever. So the first gen Bluetooth headphones for the, the pixel buds, the one thing that I loved about them was the adjustable, the fact that they had the cord built in as a, a catch for the ears yeah because like, i didn't always have it in the same spot all the time it was kind of it kind of moved around and the fact that i had that flexibility was amazing so the the uh usb-c wired headphones for uh pixel and google products uh still has that uh it's like the the plastic or whatever rubber <laughs> wire as opposed to like that kind of Work that was on the other one yeah um mm -hmm. and you can pop it out as well on the the okay. pixel ones um, that was so cool like that was such a cool innovative thing at the time like they were yeah. using this and like i i actually didn't I'm, i was in the boat where when i was at the gym if i took it out i didn't mind having it draped around my neck so like that was a good use case for me but, yeah um, that I now do they're in a box on use somewhere right like, like if if you're doing something active and you want to take them out there's not like a real easy option besides holding them in your hand i guess now but and the fact that, yeah and the fact that like if i had to explain to somebody how to put them away it was like i had to like do yeah. reteach them and then also sometimes like i would notice when i put them the first gen back in the case it wouldn't charge like mm -hmm. it wouldn't that was right. my main, a major issue i had to yeah i hated it the case sucked the yeah. headphones themselves were fine i i didn't mind them but the, yeah, they weren't the best those fabric ones fabric yeah. now the case has the uh the mag charge um yeah. so they like mm -hmm. drop right in a, that was going to be my next question was are they are they touch charge just like the the other samsung devices yep yep well that's great yeah. not samsung you know i know what you're saying though yeah um, sorry and uh 
the the case holds charge for a long time too. If you repeatedly like use them and then charge them, it's like uh, 24 hours of playtime out of the charge in the case. Yeah. Great. I think the the actual headphones like six hours or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, did they copy the sharing feature? Because I know on AirPods you can share. Let's say you you're with someone who also has AirPods, you can listen to the same thing on your own AirPods from one device. I think that's just a Bluetooth similar. five thing. I think Matt's right. I haven't tried that, but I would assume. Yeah. Like I think any phone that supports Bluetooth five can have multiple Bluetooth yeah. devices paired to it. I could be wrong, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, uh, I I know I have like two at least two paired to it uh my phone yeah. and do stuff usually it's like three or four uh speaking of sharing plex i was gonna say plex launched a Damn. new feature um why do you think i brought that up <laughs> i was gonna say you don't um, have to share bluetooth devices anymore all right so let's um, let's let's be basic here tell basic. the listeners what plex is in case Never. anyone doesn't know Got it. So Plex is a um, <laughs> Plex is a um, multimedia center software that you can run locally on your computer that allows you to share uh, video files, photos, uh, music files, whatever they may be, um, and watch it on any other device that you might install the Plex player on. So that could be your mobile phone. You can also share uh, those those files with uh, friends if you wanted to. Um, so it really is like a Netflix kind of replacement if you have your own movies that you want to rip uh, from your uh, DVDs or Blu-rays and you want to digitally copy and store them and just share it in between um, yourselves and, and maybe other family members. Legally, um, of so course. Legally, of course. So you, you have this convenient way of just watching on whatever device that you want and it's locally stored. Um, and they recently launched a new feature that allows you to remotely watch shows or movies with friends uh, and invite them to join in and actually uh jeff and i uh tested this uh what was it friday night uh we uh watched a, a movie together and it's 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 really cool there's an interface new part of the interface that allows you to invite um any of the friends you have already had within the plex app um and you can put all of those people into one room and then once everyone joins into that one room, as soon as you press play, it plays for everyone. If someone on in that same group pauses it, it pauses it for everyone. So if someone needs to take a bathroom break or whatever, <laughs> yeah, everybody has to stop it before they uh, start watching again. So it's pretty cool, pretty seamless. Um, I know, Jeff, you had a couple issues because you couldn't get it working directly on your TV interface. Right. Because uh, so... it's just a, it's a fairly new and alpha or beta feature. So it's not rolled out to direct support with TV OSs yet. But. Right. And uh, so what happened was, yeah, like Irvin's mentioning, I tried to, I, I have a Samsung TV. I was trying to use it on the app that's baked into the TV. You can get it through the, the app store on the TV or whatever. And yeah, it didn't have the feature. Then my next option, which Irvin suggested and I was going to do also is to uh, Chromecast from my phone. <laughs> um, but you actually, it wouldn't allow me to do that. I couldn't cast the the like collaborative watching to the screen from. Oh, weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's like a to be developed kind of feature. Or that's just not allowed for whatever reason. 
Um, maybe, maybe they'll let you like cast the feed and keep the controls down on the device, or I don't know. I mean, well, that's, it's early, so they might add. Right. They definitely said they're going to add more stuff to it. So. Yeah, and the nice thing is they're asking us, they're, they're asking people for what features they want added. So that's something we could, you know, give them the feedback like, hey, I want to be able to Chromecast and still do this. Yeah, yeah. totally. So, uh, what, so what I, mentioned, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I just have a question about it before right. I get too far away. Go ahead. Um, so it, you mentioned that anybody can pause the movie and mm -hmm. go to the bathroom. If somebody pauses it, can somebody else hit play? Uh, or th I, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think. I think whoever owns the like session can control it. So like in that case, Irvin was running it. So I'm pretty sure he could have just said like, all right, whatever, I'm going to keep playing it. Um, and it, it also like in like the lobby, the Irvin or room, whatever it's referred to as it shows like a status, like who's ready and who's not. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Irvin could like, if he wanted to like override it since he was hosting the actual stream. Yeah, Cause I'm trying to make sure like, pauses it and then their internet cuts and they disconnect. And then, like, does that mean the movie night's over? <laughs> no, they could just rejoin the same group because it's just yeah. waiting for them to join. But I think, well, yeah, you'd probably leave the room and then you would be counted out of the voting system or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But th that's a good question. I mean, we could mess around with it if you guys want. I was going to say, let's try it. Yeah. yeah. yeah try, try and break this bad boy. <laughs> More or like two people. And and you know the, the you need like you don't need to to do this but because we, we didn't do it when we uh, tried it to do like a video chat all along so you can have your phone or your tablet next to you so you have your video so you can feel like you're in the same room um, as your friends through video chat um, you can also do that so you can better communicate it's like hey I gotta go make a me a drink and then let me pause it for for a second and yeah mm -hmm. come back or to know exactly who's pausing it and why no, you're doing it. That'd be awesome. Um, I think that one of the funniest outcomes of that session was uh, at one point I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, it feels like I feel like you're sitting on the couch and Irvin's like, I am. Why are you asking? I'm like, no, I mean my couch. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that was great. But then you turn to your right and Irvin's on your couch. You're like, oh, my God, what the hell happened? I wish. Like, I wish. I've been here this whole time. <laughs> just the Star Wars kind of hologram just sitting yeah. there. <laughs> Technology's amazing. Help me, Jeff. <laughs> or or if you do you remember you you tried this a while back. Plex had a VR thing, Jeff. I remember yeah. you tried it, right? What if yeah. you could do this in VR? You could turn and your digital avatar is sitting next to you and you could just watch Oh, it. that'd be there's, sick. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's how the Netflix one... I think there's like a, there was a Netflix thing they were trying like that too, and I think it did have avatars in their room, like a little theater kind of deal. Yeah, weren't um, they like in the in the front row unless you were in the... um, uh, You almost like saw the top of their heads like you were watching in a theater? I think that's how it worked, yeah. I'm trying to remember if it was Netflix or if that was like an Xbox thing maybe too, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. It also sounds like something Xbox would do. Yeah, I definitely. I've seen VR games that do that. Like someone can upload like a MP4 file to a game, and then you're all in a movie theater together or something like that. I've seen that, but that would be super cool if Plex was just like, yeah, if you have like a anything from like a Google Cardboard to whatever, you can just go in and your avatar is just in a chair. It'd be awesome. Yeah. But circling back to how I actually participated, um, the fire stick fire tv app was a go so nice. yeah that is it's always interesting the interface is different between that and my tv app 
Um, Jess complains about it actually because like it doesn't pick up the same kind of suggestions and channels and resume watching isn't always in sync. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the the Fire Stick app did have the option to do the view party, so that's what we wound up doing. Nice, nice. I have one of those, so I'm in for the next session. Yeah, we watched. Uh, do you want to drop the movie, Irvin? I guess does it matter? Yeah, we watched uh, Honey Boy. Um, and, and, uh, Jeff made a suggestion of watching that and I, I, I gave it a, um, high recommendation. I think I watched it in like this small, um, independent movie theater around Thanksgiving of last year and I just loved it. Um, mm -hmm. it's a movie with, uh, Shia LaBeouf actually loosely based on his life. Um, I and he I hasn't, yeah, he hasn't had a, 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 a it wasn't a nice childhood that he had, um, even while he was doing um, the shows like even Stevens and doing uh, the movies that he got into afterwards. Uh, the background wasn't uh, pretty. He got into some serious stuff with addiction. Um, Hold on, he wait. actually plays You're his own father. A Disney childhood, a Disney child actor had a rough. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. So any any in the movie, he plays his own father. Which Ooh. is kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah. yeah. So you, I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that at first. And then Jess is like, oh, Tim. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And 10 minutes later, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. got to be a, a pretty intense performance. I mean, to even, to even think to do that or to, to want to do that, knowing that your life was, was difficult and, and all the difficulties you faced to, to, to play it from your, uh, from a caretaker perspective or, or a parental perspective is, is a whole different way to look at it. It all yeah. it all kind of ties together, like the movie. Really, it's the path to him making the movie almost. Nice, and it, yeah, because he wrote the script in rehab, and he didn't, he wrote it just to get it out, right? He didn't wrote, write it to make a movie or anything, and he gave it to one of his good director friends. He's like, hey, if you want to make it into this movie, go right ahead. And they were thinking about who to play the father, and the director said, hey, you should play your father. And he's like, he, he didn't want to do it for a long time. I watched several interviews with him, but he finally decided um, and agreed to doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, had, really good. He's had a great film history in his, like, in the more recent years. Like, mm -hmm. he was fantastic in Fury. And um, he got, a, I think yeah. he won some awards for Peanut Butter Falcon also oh, recently. Yeah, that's a, so I recommended Jeff to watch it. I don't know if he, they gotten. Uh, uh, around to it, but that's an amazing movie. I love that movie. Yeah, but, I'll have uh, to add both of those to the list. He's such yeah. a super cool actor. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's, it's a lot. It's like a love him, hate him kind of thing. It seems like mm -hmm. people yeah. either sick of him or not. But um, also, it should be noted that the 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 guy the the actor who played Shia LaBeouf, I forget what his name was in the movie, but uh, he's. The, he's in this and Ford vs Ferrari from 2019 to like mm. pretty oh good yeah movies. and he's also from A Quiet Place and some other films so he was I thought he was really good nice yeah yep. he was I will yeah, definitely be checking that out it was a good first experience uh, um, watching Plex or watching a movie together uh, whilst also maintaining social distancing <laughs> yeah right <laughs> let's pick yeah. one to jump into next then yeah hey, man. To, uh, right now, <laughs> I'm no. kidding. No, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> we we 
could have used it potentially to watch the SpaceX launch together. <laughs> yeah, which we can get into next. I, I guess before we jump off this uh, topic, it's being noted at the end of our source uh, article here that it might be part of uh, Plex Pass eventually. So maybe it won't yeah. be free, uh, which would kind of stink, but I would maybe. also understand maybe. it. In the route where um, as long as the Plex Pass host yeah, has whoever it, says, hey, I want to watch this together, at least one person, yeah. That would right. be the more reasonable approach, I think. I agree with you. I yeah, really the hope. Ser- the server that. owner has to be like a Plex Pass and everyone else. Yeah. Um, that would make the most sense. Plex has had a, a pretty nice surgence recently without everybody converting all their uh, DVDs and stuff into digital format to make it last a little bit longer like i actually i mean you you chuckle at it but like i know people who have been converting their movies into like digital copies to like preserve them because dvds don't last that long Mm -hmm. so and plex actually offers like a good like uh, live tv replacement as well so if you have your own antenna there's a way to connect to Mm -hmm. uh, your plex server and you can tune in and actually record live channels and watch um, pretty high quality um, with an antenna of your lo- local stations. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been th- thinking about actually setting that up. Uh, That's as, really you know, interesting. Replace it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There's these network tuners actually. They're um, they're one called by uh, HD Home Run. That's basically yeah. a coax cable on one end and an Ethernet plug on the other. So it converts the coax connection into a network host. And mm-hmm. then Plex just finds it and just tunes to it and just cups starts capturing. And I think you can record two shows at once, um, which is pretty cool. So you can watch something and then you can record something else or record two things at once. Um, and you can even, if you don't even want to record it, you can just straight up funnel the TV connection through the app and it just works, right? Yeah, you just watch it. Yeah. You tune in, you have the full TV guide and everything. So Plex can really give you that full experience. And they recently launched a free TV shows through Crackle and movies yeah. that you can just watch without having your own content at all. So if you know just to log in and create a free free account, they have um, this uh, free way of just enjoying movies and TV shows with uh, built-in ads. But you know, I'm really happy to see that they're like innovating and trying to come up with new ways to like, expand oh, their, their content beyond yeah, just sh- posted yeah. stuff. What a good sure. time to do it! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> This show is not sponsored by Plex. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it is big for, for some of these streaming services and these companies to to make these adjustments, especially during this time. I mean, I, I'm not going to delve into it before we move on, but like WWE Network has been talking about doing a tiered version where they have a free version and they launched it today during in the, in the midst of the pandemic when everyone's home where you can get caught up on you know months old if you weren't watching and have DVR. You can go back to about a, a month and then every episode previous of your weekly WWE content, they have talk shows that are exclusive to the network that that are now free to watch, like like a wrap up show, kind of like Sports Center. Right after a big game, they do a talk show right after Raw and SmackDown on the network. Um, some of the more popular shows that have crossed over, like their stuff on uh, E Network, um, the Monday Night War, which is like the biggest documentary they've ever done, and it's also. Um, big on uh you know it, it's it's it talks about the most popular time in wrestling history you know it's these guys are and sorry you know this is just my favorite thing in the world but um these guys are are going out of the way to um to make sure that 
while people are stuck at home, they have they have new ways to to uh, take in content. So I think seeing WWE do stuff like this, Plex do stuff like this, is is only laying the groundwork for for how much more interactive and how much more new features we might be seeing in the pipeline uh, with these streaming companies. I do yeah, have Hulu, one. Hulu launched a, a similar feature. I think the same day that Plex did of watching together. And I know there's some third party apps that lets you lets Netflix do it, but I think Netflix just should just built this in by default. Um, that'd be that'd be pretty cool to watch like a. Uh, the new season premiere of the next Stranger Things, you know, season oh, yeah. Friends without you being able to get together. Um, that'd be kind of fun without resorting to third-party applications like you do now. There has been one casualty of the streaming sphere that's out there because I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but HBO recently consolidated from HBO Go and HBO Now to HBO Max, and they combined all of their services and my iPad or my Apple TV app updated automatically from HBO Now to HBO Max. And all of my show progress was gone. Oh, so that is awful. We had to like figure out which episode of the shows we were watching on HBO we were last on and it was a whole hassle. So there there was a huge there so hbo apparently has never heard of migrating a database over to it right. <laughs> i like maybe migrated the hbo go app over last and just overrode just wow, pretend do do that in just just pretend that you fell asleep while watching some show and it played like 10 more episodes and you know. <laughs> i was my list like i had I had like i was actually like one of the few people who uses like the my list section of those streaming apps yeah i do and, that I had John Oliver, and thankfully I only had two shows. It was John Oliver and uh, The Sopranos. And uh, <laughs> John Oliver is easy because I just watched the most recent one. Um, but The Sopranos, we had to like, figure out which one we were watching. Because like, HBO did that thing in April where they gave everybody like a, a, a small subset of their shows for free uh, just for the whole month because of COVID. And we started watching The Sopranos and got hooked on it. So then I picked up a subscription for it. And now all of our progress was gone. And oh. my, list, my list had been cleared out. Everything. Like my profile might as well have just been brand new. So that's it was kind of, kind of annoying. But it's a fresh I mean, start, Morty. A fresh start. They don't, even, <laughs> they don't even have the most recent season of that show either. <laughs> I heard uh, while we're talking about the HBO thing, I think, was it Amazon I saw in the news that was thinking about like not integrating the max app if it didn't let like the suggestions come up in the the like kind of fire stick home page where it suggests shows and stuff like that that did anyone hear about this no i don't have any amazon stuff so i haven't heard about that i won't go into detail i think i just saw an article on like google news or something talking about it Mm -hmm. weird well uh something else went up this weekend hey terrible segue but um could be so misconstrued Irvin and I, uh, <laughs> Irvin and I were having a moment together via text message over the weekend. What? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's SpaceX. If anybody's wondering, uh, this isn't just a normal conversation between me and Irvin on the weekend. That that's that's also true, but this wasn't related. Um, SpaceX had delivered the first humans to the International Space Station, so it was the first human flight to space through commercial. Uh, spacecraft, I guess, is the only way to say it. And I mean, as far as like 
as far as I, I'm going to let you take over urban after I'm done with my little like intro, but um, as far as SpaceX live streams go, this was like about as run of the mill of a SpaceX live stream as you possibly could have had with the exception of the fact that it had humans on it as cargo and not some kind of product or, or mice or some weird convertible car going up into space. Or or, car, yeah. <laughs> and like, it was like, and like it, it had looked like every other stream, they were like just as calm about it. It was like NASA that was doing all the freaking out and like the news cycles and also myself emotionally and urban emotionally. But, um, but you can, you can take it over here, but like, it was weird because it was like about as like routine as possible for SpaceX, but for, everybody else this is like some massive step forward in mankind yeah so it's the yeah like you said it's the first time that spacex has ever launched a human um it was a big test um to get make this more routine and it's the first time um since 2011 uh, that uh, america has launched humans uh to the international space station in between then uh, we've been relying on the russian soyuz uh, spacecraft to take uh, humans up to our American astronauts uh, alongside um, Russian uh, cosmonauts, if, cosmonauts, if you want to use the proper term, um, uh, to the International Space Station. So now finally we're back on um, launching astronauts from American soil on an American-made rocket, and it's also not owned by the government. It's a privately held company uh, doing these trips. Um, um, Boeing and SpaceX were, were both competing um, and not necessarily competing, but uh, bidding to, to try to help with uh, this situation and get more uh, American made rockets sending actual astronauts into space. And SpaceX just happened to beat uh, Boeing to the punch. I know Boeing is, is uh, planning to uh, do a similar launch later this year uh, if it hasn't moved um, and to sort of get more um, people just up there. Um, more frequently and also this also opens up to um, non-astronauts uh, as well so uh, private citizens uh, potentially to go up I know there's been some talks with NASA and uh, Tom Cruise to go up there to the International Space Station and actually shoot a movie in real space it's just dude, kind of crazy yeah he's gonna be hanging on to the side of it dude that dude's a lunatic <laughs> yeah but what about you gotta send a film crew up with him too right yeah, no, just they, him. He'll figure it out when he gets there. They already have enough uh, film uh, camera devices on the. On, they've sent up IMAX cameras before, and the, the astronauts just shot them, shot it themselves, so they could potentially do it. He can, I mean, if anybody's qualified to do it, then astronauts are, because aren't they like all trained surgeons too? Like yeah, you have to know how to like do your own surgery. Yeah, they're usually in incredible shape. Like <laughs> what? What citizens are we sending up there on like to handle space travel? Like just everyone who did CrossFit for the last few years and finally <laughs> paid off and they're just like, like peak people. Yeah, they've they've been flipping no. tires in hopes to get on a spaceship, apparently. No, we're yeah. we're sending no, were... Maverick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best damn pilot we've got, but he's too damn cocky. No, you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what makes the best astronauts is oil drillers. Everyone knows that from the yes, movie. Uh, yes, yes, obviously, right? obviously, yes. Yeah, it's easier to train uh, oil rigger to be an astronaut than to an astronaut to be an oil rigger. It translates really well. I'm sure. I'm sure Ben wants to go back, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap in those careers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so they launched on Saturday after a delay. So it was initially supposed to launch on Wednesday. 
as a weather delay, they just wanted to be extra sure that there wasn't going to be any issues all the way up to us to orbit. Um, so they saw some things that they weren't happy about. So they delayed it to Saturday, but on Friday at uh, 3.22 p.m. East Coast time, they uh, successfully took off. And then on Sunday morning, uh, they arrived um, and docked with the space station around 10.30 uh, Eastern. Um, and it took about an hour and a half before actually they made it in and, and um, gave a, a big hug to the actual people who were already on uh, the space station there. And I think they're supposed to stay up there for about a month uh, before okay. they come back. And that'll be the final part of the test uh, because this is a still test, still a test. And they have to make sure they can also get those astronauts back safely uh, and land them uh, back on solid ground. Mm -hmm. So... Um... Do you want to like offer like a, a, a like a high level explanation of what separates a SpaceX launch from a traditional NASA launch that people might not be aware of? Um, because there's a few differences and a few efficiencies that SpaceX has that traditional rocket launches that you see like the Apollo missions and all that like didn't have. And the reason why SpaceX is able to save as much money as they can and the reason why they're currently paving the way for viable space launches commercially for people. Yeah, so the you... last time that we launched uh, from the same pad uh, astronauts into, into space was the space shuttle. Mm -hmm. um, and after that was retired, um, you know, that, that, that whole program had a lot of issues, a lot of... Uh, uh, complaints from government uh, government leaders that it cost so much money to refurbish the vehicles um, and it just cost a lot of money to taxpayers and and now that it's in the hands of, of private companies it makes it easier for uh, for those companies to compete on price because uh, they want to be the ones who are actually sending either cargo up or now actual astronauts um, and the SpaceX is, is a great um, um, uh, company for that because ever since the beginning, they wanted to big, make the most efficient rocket to send cargo or humans into space by um, not only building an efficient rocket, but um, also uh, collecting um, the, the biggest part of the rocket that was usually thrown away in the ocean, mm -hmm. uh, just disintegrated. Um, it would uh, now, those, those first stage of the rocket now lands back on Earth. In this case, they, it actually landed and kind of stuck the landing in the middle of the ocean as soon as it uh, sort of let um, the astronauts go. And that way you can save a lot of money. So for comparison, I was looking this up, uh, the Boeing... Uh, launch that's supposed to happen later this year with the same or a different set of astronauts but the same idea of testing this program costs about 90 to 100 million dollars for the Na for nasa to do this um and to nasa to pay um and the the spacex rocket cost half that uh, around 50 yeah. million dollars to do that so you get you're sending still sending the same amount of astronauts up but you pretty much had get them at half price yeah um, because of that efficiencies that they built in, they can reuse uh, a lot of that rocket. Um, you don't have to throw it away because the majority of the cost of the rocket is that second part. Um, and that first stage. If you use that in, in, multiple, in multiple launches, you can save a lot of money. I think the most they ever used one 
uh, first stage of a rocket is five times. It's successfully done five launches with the same rocket. And they're getting down to uh, making those refurbishments on those fairly quick. Mm -hmm. I think the quickest that they've done is like a month. Uh, I know that oh, wow. they want to get it down to like 24 hours at one point <laughs> oh my God. to like turn around rockets in 24 hours and launch them again. I remember, oh my God. I remember talking about this like a while, like, like over a year ago. And I think it was like nine months back then or something. But yeah, yeah it was a long yeah, time. They were just getting out the kinks and making sure it's all good. But the more that they practice, you know, when they first started landing, landing rockets in the middle of the ocean, it was like national news. Like, oh, my God, SpaceX just landed a rocket. But now it's like, oh, great. They landed another rocket. Like, it's like normal now. But it was People like were, yeah. blowing. So when yeah, they, it was like a couple of years ago. Yeah. When they bring the astronauts back down, how's how's that going to work? Yeah, so the they SpaceX actually in the beginning um, was testing different ways that they can improve on that, uh, but they just decided to go back the old uh, typical day way that you've seen like uh, um, the the Soyuz capsules and other capsules just go directly to the ocean with a parachute. Um, that's been the most safest uh, way that they've uh, decided to that it is they don't want to try some the, the new way that they wanted to try is basically land the pod that goes back to the earth the same way that they land the the rockets now in the middle of the ocean uh, sort of hover down slowly and comfortably but they just couldn't make it work and they didn't want to try something that new on actual humans just yet maybe down the line they'll, they'll try that but um, right now it's just gonna, gonna splash down uh, in the middle of the ocean uh, a, with a parachute a lot less fuel to potentially burn yeah. yeah yeah so there's also issues with you know potentially fuel running out and they were going to do this over land so if the fuel runs out you know back up so you just nope. crash directly into the earth uh yeah nasa wasn't uh i think comfortable with that um just so, ask tom yeah. just ask tom DeLong how to do it yeah <laughs> he knows all about it he's got it <laughs> so, i wonder you got to wonder the, the type of anxiety that these astronauts and NASA officials had leading up to this launch. You know, you, you figure, like you said, they're reusing rockets, you know, minimal times, under 10 times sometimes, and months and months and months of rehab. And Falcon 9 launched for the 85th time, the first time with humans. And everybody from SpaceX was just kind of sitting there like, nah, this is no big deal. This is fine. Yeah, and NASA's got to be day. crapping their pants. Like, yeah. like, dude, we put all this money into it. We're putting our guys in the ship, and it's gone 85 times already, or 84 oh, no, pre previously. Like, that's oh, no, obviously yeah, yeah. obviously the pod with the people isn't isn't being reused that many times, but the rocket itself was used 84 times before this week, and they got to be freaking out, man. Actually, no, the first part of the rocket wasn't used 84 times. So the Falcon 9 is just a generic rocket. Um, so this this rocket that was launched on Saturday was all brand new. So oh, thank God! Of, oh. None of it, <laughs> none of it has oh, actually ever be. flown. And actually, uh, NASA hasn't approved the reuse of any rockets just yet for human flight. Uh, so they've approved it for cargo, so uh, for SpaceX to reuse ex uh, already flown uh, first stages. 
uh, but for any human flights for now, it's until it becomes, you know, routine and reliable and they can prove it to NASA that, hey, we can actually pull this off and we can actually reuse uh, rockets in a reliable way for humans, uh, then they'll eventually reconsider. But right now, uh, every time we're going to launch humans, uh, we're going to need the space is going to need to make a new rocket. But as soon as SpaceX lands that rocket, they can go ahead and reuse it for other missions that aren't doesn't require humans that could be for their own uh, satellites that they're using for stalling to provide internet around the world or for other satellite launches or, or cargo launches back to the ISS that's completely fine but for human flights for now it's going to be brand new rockets so that's you know Good. SpaceX is a little conservative there which I understand it's human life you know be careful I'm sure they're quite nervous and I know that uh, I watched the post-launch interview uh, with uh, Elon and he, he got quite emotional when he talked about um, the responsibility that he felt with uh, about their lives because he talked to their families and their kids um, and after you know he had, he just got he just uh, had a brand new son Elon did and, and he got real emotional and and uh, and promised those kids that I'm going to bring your dads back um, and yeah. that's a, a big promise and he was very uh, I think relieved um, when when he was on that uh, interview and and he felt uh, a, a slight relief because they're still not back yet on Earth, but they made it there safely. So the first hurdle is sort of over. Um, One of the arguably the most dangerous part is out of the way. Yeah, because landing we've we've it's pretty routine and it's a pretty tried and true like a pretty tried and tested method that they're using to bring them down. Not with this spacecraft, so things yeah, have changed, yeah. right? So they yeah. only tested it with no humans in it. Um, yeah. So you, you, you just, they, I'm sure they're done their work and their homework, and, and the SpaceX engineers know what they're doing. But there's always that risk. Yeah, I'm gonna um, knock on and, wood. And, and and yeah, and <laughs> and these astronauts know it, and and uh, the astronaut seems the actually the most sort of calm throughout this entire process. Because they're used to this, they're they're ex test pilots for the for the Air Force. They've been through this. They're they're military guys. They're like, this is a job I gotta do. I'm gonna do it. Um, yeah. I, I don't think we ever mentioned their names. It was Doug Hurley and Bob uh, ba uh, Benkin, um, mm -hmm. the two astronauts that were launched. Actually, interesting because I mentioned their families earlier. Both of their wives are also astronauts who've been to space before. So the entire oh, family is, is, are, are astronauts. It's kind of crazy. That is um, crazy. Because I, I saw a couple articles. It's like, oh, yeah, you're sending two guys up to space. What about the women? You're not sending women, women up to space. And they're like replying to this article. It's like, do you realize that both of their wives have been to space before? They're also <laughs> astronauts. Like, <laughs> also, like, it, it, like being an astronaut, that, that's something like, you spend decades training to do. Yeah. Like it's not exactly like it, someone can just pick up a go into space for dummies book from like the local store or, and like a or get an ebook and then suddenly they're qualified to fly to space. Well, you might be able to in about five years or so. Maybe. If, I mean, if the yeah. timeline works out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the, if you like have a, enough money, I'm sure. Yeah. That's the significance of this is that like they were saying, um, I think they mentioned it was like, a few it's like something in the ballpark of like between five and ten grand per pound to get something into space 
and SpaceX was saying that their goal is to get that down to $5 a pound to get something into space. And that alone is fascinating because that means they could get like a shuttle full of people up into space for like a few grand. <laughs> like, And that's that's what the Starship yeah. craft that they're currently working on um, mm-hmm. is aimed to do. I think the max capacity of that is 100 people. Yeah. Um, all, all the Musk haters were so quiet this weekend, weren't they? Yeah, like they were. so quiet, dude. Yeah. Although, you know, there was, of course, some people who just tweeted like, yeah, but where's my high speed tunnel, dude? Yeah. Like, yeah, space <laughs> is cool and all, but where's my tunnel? Yeah. All right. All One thing at a time. Earth. It's going to space. Give it a second. Or all the flat earthers complaining that it's all faked. and uh, They never turned the camera too. back to Earth. Oh, I saw that, too. I was, I was like, yeah, when you see that curve during the launch, how many flat earthers were like, crap. <laughs> a couple of them actually um uh, uh commented that there, there was actually a really cool view during the launch inside from the, the the astronaut's point of view and it wasn't you know when you see like movies of like space launch everything shaking like super crazy this didn't shake at all and i think elon mentioned this on twitter that one of his uh uh, director friends was texting him who has done space movies like you gotta add some more shake to the actual camera to make it seem more real because that seemed like the smoothest ride ever to space <laughs> <laughs> like it seemed fake yeah because like they, they were actually interviewing uh someone who had been to space multiple times on the we were watching uh, when i saw it the abc stream mm-hmm. of it and they were meant they had a, a woman there who had gone to space multiple times she spent like I think like years on the ISS and she was saying that like when you go to space you don't feel the thunder and the shaking of the rockets behind you she said you just feel this like pressure and you just know that you're not stopping until you hit space and like it's not like it's it's like a different feeling and uh from what you're probably expecting it's not like a crazy rocky ride and all that stuff like it's built to be comfortable for people I guess like when you want to, if you want to phrase it a certain way, it's like about as comfortable as you can possibly be when you're behind ten thousand pounds of solid fuel projecting you into space through the atmosphere. It's like about as cozy of a ride as you can probably get, given the, the fact that explosion. Behind yeah, you. Give, given the fact that behind you there's tens of thousands of pounds of solid fuel that's just currently exploding towards the ground. So. <laughs> um, and if uh, you haven't seen the video, the actual the interface that they use to control the spacecraft is all touchscreen. Well, majority of it touchscreen. The, the critical uh, parts of it, there's still physical buttons, but uh, they can. Uh, the astronauts were able to test out how to control um, the spacecraft while they were in. Uh, um, uh, finally made it to orbit, uh, so mm-hmm. they could test that out, see how that that felt of like controlling it through the touchscreen versus um, what they're used to, probably a joystick. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the in like 95 percent of the flight, if not 100 percent of like the mission flight, was yeah. completely autonomous. Yeah, like they didn't dock, they didn't do any of the controls. All they did was just test it out when they got up. Yeah. Yeah, but on that touchscreen, can I hit a button that will make it look like there's a fire on the screen so I can get real romantic up in space? Like, <laughs> oh, they fire a, romance, a romance mode like you have in their cars. Yeah, yeah I need yeah. it. I need mm-hmm. it. If I'm going to space, I need romance mode. 
did you see the memes where they were photoshopping out what was on the displays with other stuff or it's like yeah. if uh they were like if microsoft ran the flight and it was just like as it goes up you just see a blue screen on the center, <laughs> the center <laughs> monitor. <laughs> it was like the little frowny face it's like oh no windows encountered some problems <laughs> oh man it was it, it was an awesome flight though um i hope this paves the way for for more people to go to space and like make this a regular thing and a normal thing because ultimately the goal is eventually to get to Mars and they're going to need this to be as tried and tested as possible because it's kind of like almost to circle it all the way back like we were saying like bringing oil drillers up to space like you're going to need people going to Mars with skills that are not too far from oil drilling in order to build a civilization on a planet that has nothing helpful for them like you're gonna have to build you're gonna have to have someone who knows farming you're gonna have to have someone who knows like all the basics so being able to remove as many yeah essentially (laughs) yeah yeah being able to take away as as many of the responsibilities as possible is going to be important and the fact that privatized flight and uh like automation makes this a little bit easier yeah, and it's I think cool. uh, NASA put it as a goal to by 2024 they want to actually send astronauts back to the moon, um, and I can't wait till that imagery. Imagine, you know, you're used to seeing the Apollo 11 missions with that great yeah. camera. Imagine having like an 8K camera live <laughs> from the moon broadcast. Imagine all down the all the camera ground. companies that are just begging <laughs> to have their equipment sent up to space with them. I'm sure they'll be sending a log like IMAX will be like, please, please just send it. <laughs> They're going to see MKBHD up there. He's like, I've been on the moon for a week. And I just wanted to let you know my, my results. <laughs> I've been testing out the moon. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Tom Cruise pops up in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. He's up there with his red camera. Exciting times <laughs> and, and a, uh, in an interesting world that we're living in. A little bit of a... Um, a bright light to go towards and this is sort of like it's kind of crazy if you look at the numbers of people who actually watch it live like i I was always always into like space but even when it was the space shuttle like i don't remember this many people kind of congregating together and watching this event um unfolding like this live uh in real time um Mm -hmm. maybe it's just easier now with the internet you can just tune in and be live broadcast maybe that's why but um, to me, when I was, you know, back in 20, uh, um, before 2011, when they were doing the space shuttle, I don't, you know, I don't remember this much of an enthusiasm towards space. And I think this is sort of reinvigorating um, that sort of um, um, it's exploration within humanity. It's like it, it sort of uh, improve or, or uh, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, inspire uh, yeah. others to to <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, continue uh, this exploration because we were in a lull there for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. We you know we done a lot in the early uh, in the seventies uh, uh, with the Apollo missions and the space shuttle and sort of died down, um, and we haven't really gone any further than the moon. Uh, yeah, I, I just, anyway, um, I hope we stick to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it should be exciting, and I saw a lot of pictures that were posted online with like people and the families with their kids watching it's just can't imagine what those kids are like oh my god look at that um, yeah it's a moment for like my do people are going to remember the future how might that shape what they might 
want to be in the future. Um, work toward that. Yeah, my yeah. son was sending me videos while I was watching it. <laughs> like he was sending me stuff. He's like, "Oh, did you see this?" I was like, "Yes, yeah, I know all about yeah. it, man." <laughs> and, um, like, and, and like, it's like you said, it's just cool to see mm-hmm. a, a new generation of people get inspired again and see this happen. And who would have thought it would just take another a, a controversial figurehead? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. who would have thought Musk would just go rogue on Twitter one day and everyone's like, "Yo, he's going to space, bro." <laughs> <laughs> And like not to avoid like to avoid any discussions that like go away from this. Like this year hasn't exactly been full of good news. So it's like it's nice when you get to see people come together for something as historic as the first private space flight with men on board or with humans on board. So for sure. It's for sure. It's nice to to gather around some good news for for once in twenty twenty. And I can only hope to say that we do it again and again and again as more and more astronauts make that trip to space whether it's via spacex or boeing but now that it's private companies it's made the best company win so it's going to come down to competition so i'm i'm really hoping that with that comes some like explosion and um in innovation not literal, not no yes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah let me be clear yeah. i don't want explosions in space some like <laughs> rapid expansion of innovation. In space, there we go. <laughs> but uh, that's it's super cool. I'm I'm so happy that uh, I, I got a chance to watch that live. I feel I feel like I was a part of history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, um. Yeah. So we had uh, we had another story about Apple. You guys want to talk about it? Sort of closes out. I think that was a yeah. pretty good way to end it. If you guys want to end the SpaceX, it's really hard well, to segue coming out of I, something as important as that. But I, I mean, plus I wouldn't want to, you know, tarnish your garden of apple. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to hurt Irvin's feelings too badly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There, there's a few yeah. pests in my garden. It's fine. It's, it's taken care of. <laughs> Irvin led strong with, oh, what? A Google product not working on launch day. And then right. we get to Apple and we're like, dun, dun, dun. Irvin's <laughs> like, you guys could have the episode if you want. I don't know. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> you know, Matt was a part of history. I think that's good. We should wrap it up right there. That's fine. <laughs> Sounds good. That's we great. Get. You know the news. See you next week. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. We could talk about it. Um, so, uh, a vulnerable researcher, I'm, I'm not going to even try to butcher his name, uh, but he's from India and he properly disclosed uh, this vulnerability. Uh, to Apple about I'm just their gonna sign up with <laughs> BJ. BJ, uh, yeah. the the Apple launched Never. a new feature with iOS 13 uh, that allows you to sign in with your Apple ID. So a lot of the apps that you download uh, ask you to either create a brand new account with them, uh, or there's the new options like sign in with Google or sign in with uh, Facebook. Uh, or, or uh, Twitter or some other way, a third party. Uh, so now the Apple launched their own thing. So if you don't want to share your data um, with Google to say, hey, you logged into this app, you'd rather not share that and you trust Apple more potentially, uh, uh, you could have this option to sign up with your Apple ID and you can actually decide to share your Apple ID with that uh, the, uh, the app that you're signing up for. Um, if you wanted to, but uh, the security researcher from India found a, a critical flaw uh, that allows attackers to potentially take over your uh, account um, for a third party without actually ever um, 
getting access to your email at all. Um, there's a very, very easy way that he found to take over an account and you didn't actually have to um, uh, have an Apple ID at all either. Uh, so you mm -hmm. could potentially gain access to any apps that you use to, to sign in with Apple in the past. Um, and uh, you could uh, ask or, or get uh, access to sensitive data that, that just the server might be housed on, on the Apple side uh, of things. Um, and they, he was awarded, he properly disclosed us, like I mentioned earlier, uh, he was awarded a $100,000 bug bounty, a good payday for him. And uh, this has, uh, this vulnerability has been fixed. So the reason he released this information because it's now been fixed in the latest yeah. version of iOS and iPad. And this OS. is why bug bounties are good. Yeah, and, and yep. Apple has not been good about those for a long time and they've, very, they've been very stingy about uh, those bug bounties and, and not making it worthwhile for the good guys to actually report it um, and uh, um, letting um, either bad actors use those vulnerabilities for nefarious purposes uh, or uh, for, for the jailbreaking community to keep them. Um, so they've recently improved. Um, it's still not great, but they've improved their bug bounty program where they're actually paying out um, enough where it's incentivizes uh, security researchers to properly disclose these bugs and it um, makes the platform better uh, overall. Um, and hundred thousand dollars is not a bad payday for for finding this uh, critical flaw. Question for you guys, um, maybe less so for Jeff, but have either of you, Kyle or Irvin, have you guys ever seen a sign in with Apple button in the wild? Because I have not. Maybe yeah. it's just the services that I use, but. I saw it yeah, very I, recently. Um, I, okay. God, I forget what I was doing. The, Irvin, go ahead. I'm going to look at what I was using it for. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's mainly for new apps. So any existing apps that I already have an account with or are already connected through Google with, I don't. I just do it automatically. Um, and also, if you've upgraded your phone from iOS 12 to 13, you would never see it because you were already signed into those apps anyway. Um, but for any new apps that have that option, I always opt for it. Um, mm -hmm. opted for, opt for it to use it because it just makes it super easy. I don't have to connect my Google account to it and I don't necessarily want to connect my Google account to it even though it technically could be safe and there's no real data being shared between the two. It's just not. And I fully avoid the sign in with Facebook button at all costs because <laughs> I don't yeah. want Facebook to know anything about me that it doesn't already know. Um, they know enough. Don't so, worry, they know everything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they already do. Um, so every time I've seen that new, um, new option, uh, it makes it super easy and it is across devices. So if, you know, if you have two multiple devices, you can see it side that same, see, see that same button it, the device automatically recognizes, oh, you use this to sign in with Apple already. Uh, so you can, uh, do that and you don't have to create a brand new password. And the one important feature that I like is that. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, the, the email sharing. You can decide to share your real email address or there's sort of a proxy layer that Apple puts in between that uh, Apple shares this random email address with the, uh, with the app and it just routes any emails that get sent to that to your real email address. So the company, the third-party application never gets your real email address. Um, mm -hmm. You can decide to hide that. Um, if you wanted to. So I've used it anytime that I've installed anything new. Mine was on dicks.com. Okay. On my phone. 
Mm-hmm. I went. I, I, saw, I ordered something recently, and it gave me the option to, to. I don't have an account, so it gave me the option to sign in with Google, Facebook, or uh, uh, Apple. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's it. I don't have any more details than that. I just yeah, because I, I haven't I spent the whole time looking at where I where I found it. I finally figured it out. <laughs> That's fine. I used to um, use the sign in. I I always usually defer to the sign in with Google, just because that is everywhere. Um, and I feel like yeah, it's safe I was, enough. I was just gonna say we're not gonna say oh Apple's copying Google. <laughs> oh, they didn't do it as well as Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so quiet. No, what's <laughs> happening? No, they're, they're that... definitely copying, and then I I see what they why they released this feature because they're gonna uh, get some market share away from Facebook and and Google. Those giant buttons as soon as you launch the app, that's the first thing that you see is uh, oh, yeah. Google and and sign with Facebook. They're like, we want to be on that page um as well i just had this i just had this like imagery of the of behind Irvin, his closet door slowly begins to open and you just see a facebook <laughs> you just see a, a, one of those like facebook portal like video devices just in there it's like we've been listening to you Irvin, <laughs> this whole time i, I won't you use one of those in my house why won't you sign up for for, for our stuff i tying it back to plex actually plex has this uh sign in with apple Oh, okay. Added cool. It. So if you yeah. don't already have a Plex account or you don't nice. connect it with Google, you can just sign it with Apple. Maybe um, that's where I've seen it before. Just like connecting Plex to other people's stuff. Because I've definitely like, I thought I saw it, but I haven't seen one when signing up myself for anything. Like I've never used it myself. But I weird. wonder if I know like, well, never mind. I'm just thinking of other examples. Maybe NVIDIA has it. I don't know. But, Maybe. Um. It, uh, Nvidia has the sign with Google. I know that. I'm just wondering if maybe that's where you guys saw Apple as well. Yeah. Um, but if, I think that the the term for this is federated identity. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's. Yep. No, it's it's yeah. pretty nice, and I'm I'm glad that like just to tie it back to the original topic. Um, I'm glad that these bug bounties work because it's. I'm pretty sure much better that Apple pays somebody a hundred thousand dollars to find out about a glitch that's apparently this easy to exploit than uh, some government agency paying them that, that much, like more money if, even or whoever really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or just keeping it for themselves and not disclosing, which I'm sure yeah. some people internally, you know, at some governments already figured this out. They've been using it quietly potentially, and so this guy just found it as well apple decided to disclose it to apple um, apple did say it, it they found an investigation of their server logs and they not to counter that point but they found out yeah, that yeah. it was it has not been exploited in the wild in any way yeah well it, it wasn't exploited to compromise accounts i wonder what that means like why why go that specific you know they they could yeah. simply leave it as not exploited right they said not exploited to compromise any account maybe some information was lost maybe some information could have been taken yeah, by, by someone making it available but they don't have any proof that it led to issues with accounts so because that could it, also it, just mean like, like putting a nice bow on it yeah that could also just mean like the only examples they found were this guy's tests but or like someone did it someone did it by mistake with two different accounts or something and didn't even realize yeah. <laughs> or, you know like, someone's someone's website sent out an incorrect like json request or something like that right yeah. and, i don't know but yeah uh it all comes. I, I I know there's only so much testing you can do, but with yeah. like confidentiality and integrity, I feel like you have to like really vet this stuff out. I'm just surprised that this was possible. But uh, but 
I know I'm not on the podcast as much as as I used to be, but like how many times have we said this on on this podcast is when it comes to security, why aren't you doing over testing before launching? Like it's just there's, there's, your goal should be to break it instead of get to market faster. And, there's and, always there's always going to be holes, right? Like that's of course the, the landscape, but like it's just surprising that this one existed for me because yeah. it seems like one that's worse than others. And and yeah. I think Matt and I, you, you, uh, you, we have talked about this that Apple's software quality has taken a downturn in the past couple of years. Uh, talked about um, it. You had a whole rant episode about it. <laughs> yeah, Mr. About Apple. It for like, like 90 minutes Apple. you were mad <laughs> i was i was because they're they're sort of uh, and i've noted this i don't know about kyle you noticed this on your phone but it's just more and more bucks pop up random annoyances more than security vulnerabilities but still those sort of affect the experience of of the users um overall and and the, as the years went on and they're adding to more and more features on top of the phone and uh, and r rather than you know just going back and polishing things up they're just adding new stuff on top of it i think yeah. they're slowing down there but um this sort of just speaks that something just got missed while well helen and, and like you said i i do see it a, a good bit i have an older phone i haven't upgraded in a long time i have a 6s that thing struggles to work normally regardless of any other apps having bugs or issues like that thing is if i if i don't charge it three times a day it dies in 20 minutes it's like it's, it's insane so um yeah any any small bug defect vulnerability is way more noticeable the older device that you have and i mean hell they've been open about that they've been open about if you don't have our most recent stuff it's not going to work as, as well anyway so for those of us that don't shell out for the newest one all the time you run into more issues like you said and, and right. even someone who's not using every single thing that they have to offer or or using it to the fullest extent of its uh, capabilities i still notice them so for someone like you who's more integrated with multiple devices urban i think that it's going to stick out to you even more, even though I'm seeing it myself. Mm -hmm. No, happens on his Hank and Tosh. Happens on his iPhone. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Hank and Tosh sold it to yeah. him. Remember, we yeah. cleared right. this up. Right. Yeah. yeah. When you said that we talked about it a lot, Kyle, I was really hoping you'd say update your printer drivers. But I like the direction you <laughs> took it in earlier. Oh, I should have. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really like the direction you took it in anyway. But you know, just just I was <sighs> you had me hanging on by a thread. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll get back into it. Next episode, I'm back. I'll I'll get you. That's fine. Yeah. Speaking of what you <laughs> said, you had. I, I don't want to like go on a tangent, but you said you had the the six the six S. Um, have you been enticed by the the second gen SE in any way recently that came out? Uh, it, it made me look into if they were doing any deals, which no one is doing deals on my old ass phone, but. <laughs> um, I, I, like just to see if there was any trade-in deals to potentially upgrade, because uh, it's gotten to the point where, like I said, I'm 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 charging this thing two three times a day to last. I think the, the trade-in, I think the success so, trade-in is like eighty bucks if it doesn't have any cracks or scratches on it. Well, I'm good there then, so I might have to I might have to do that anyway. But um, I haven't taken enough of a look recently at the at the generations, but it's I'm starting to get to the point where I need to because I'm ready to 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 upgrade, whether it's stay with Apple or move in a different direction. But mm -hmm. I, I think I'm finally ready for that next, that next device. So, um, yeah, cause I didn't mean, me and Irvin talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it when you were on the episode. So. Well, Irvin, what were you, what were your thoughts? Recap real quick. What about the SE? Yeah. Why we should both I get liked it? it? 
Oh, it's it, it, it. Well, if you if you're in the same boat as, as you are, if there's other users uh, like you who've been just putting off, because most of the time, you know, you get a phone nowadays. There's no point in upgrading every year. There's not much improvements from year to year. So there's a lot of people who are in the same boat as you, Kyle, who've held on to their six or six S phones, and they're getting long in the tooth. Um, and they finally reached a, a phone that doesn't cost a thousand dollars to upgrade. Um, which I think a lot of people were just holding out. They're not willing to pay $1,000 for a phone. I don't blame them at all. Um, it's a lot of money for a phone, especially for or if you're upgrading every two, uh, one or two, two years. So they finally mm -hmm. release something that's um, in a price range that um, is, is somewhat reasonable if you plan on on keeping the phone for, let's say, three plus years. And, I'd say it's a little uh, better than somewhat reasonable. Yeah, uh, yeah, for, yeah. for three ninety nine, um, it's a it's a pretty yeah. good deal if you can find a deal with your carrier that allows you to trade in your ex existing phone that might improve that price as well. So, um, well, yeah, that, that that low price point is what enticed me to even think about moving on anyway, right? So, um, yeah. obviously, some of the things like the 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 report that we just talked about with that bug that led to some vulnerabilities, some things in the past always have you thinking about. Uh, potentially switching, but then you read into that into the, whoever makes that device, and you find that every single company is is having bugs, and it's it's their willingness to fix it and work with people. And like you said, the yeah. bug bounties mean that they, if they're willing to offer bug bounties and be less uh, stingy than they used to be with that, that means that they are forward thinking and looking like, okay, we want to get this to market, but we're we want to take any security risk seriously. Um, so things like that encourage you to stick with them. Uh, from my perspective, since I've been with Apple for so long, but. Um, the, the, the price point was the thing that, that piqued my interest more than anything. So yes, I think yeah. without even looking at the specs, the price point alone to get a new generation phone versus what I have now, um, that feels so much more worth it. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the SE has the latest and greatest processor that's in the $1,000 phone. It's literally the same processor, which is kind of crazy. It's um, an iPhone 8 with the 11 Pro's CPU. Yeah, and Turbo's yeah. guts in it. Um, I think it's also got the same primary camera, but they won't confirm that. Okay. It might it might be the camera from the eight, but they haven't Apple hasn't officially said one way or the other. Um but yeah, no, that phone's killer. You can buy a iPhone SE, a Apple Watch Series Five, and AirPods Pro for the same cost as an eleven Pro. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So wow. no way your options are. <laughs> yeah, right. And both of them will work with the Apple Watch and the AirPods Pro just fine. <laughs> so that's to give you an idea of how good of a deal that really is. You can max out on Apple or iOS gear for the same price as only one device. <laughs> so next time uh, we meet when I'm talking out of my brand new... Uh, kitted out. Yeah, I'm just going to have like an Apple hat on, an Apple shirt. <laughs> I'm going to get a new MacBook to go with it. Just... Mm -hmm. <laughs> At one price and just ran the other bill up until it matched. Have a uh, Tim Cook cut out behind you? Well, I mean, who doesn't have one of them in their closet already? It's... That's what Irvin's got in there, actually. It's not That's a what, I portal. can see him peeking through right there. The door <laughs> opens. <laughs> it's just Tim Cook. Oh, man. Uh, I think that's a good place to, to end this episode at. Um, what Tim Cook hiding in Irvin's closet is a good place to end. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, perfect, we'll, we'll, perfect, yeah, we'll yeah, you know, <laughs> we gotta oh, leave man. some. <laughs> uh, oh, 
I'm so tune, glad to have you guys on. Tune into the next episode to see if Tim Cook did come out of Urban's yeah. closet. <laughs> yeah, tune into the after show. <laughs> oh man. But um if you do feel like tuning in, I'm gonna segue eventually, damn it. Um if you do feel like tuning in, you can go to beardsoftech.com slash subscribe, and that will provide you with a fancy list of every single place where you can go to subscribe to Beards of Tech. Uh, if you just go to the regular beardsoftech.com website, you can hang out with us and check out the episodes and drop some comments down there. If you go to beardsoftech.com slash review, you can drop a review on iTunes. If you go to beardsoftech.com slash YouTube, beardsoftech.com slash Twitter, there's a, there's a pattern that's happening here. And the, the, the central place is Beards of Tech. And I was telling me, I was talking to Irvin about this the other week. We're available everywhere. Finally, we can officially say that there is no place that Beards of Tech is not besides maybe libraries, but we haven't written books yet. That'll happen. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, that being said, this has been episode 96. I got it right this time of Beards of Tech. And we will see you guys in the next one. <laughs> <laughs>